0: Hey everyone and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host Chef AJ and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Today's guest is Nan Simonson and she has written a wonderful book called Aging Powerfully. She's gonna talk about her book but she's also going to do a culinary demo. Nan does the culinary demos for my doctor, Dr. Wayne Dysinger, who is an amazing lifestyle medicine doctor in Riverside, California. He also does telemedicine and he's been on the show, as has Nan, talking about how lifestyle medicine works. It's the coolest practice because they do classes with you all the time and so Nan does these amazing cooking demos and I'm like, well, do one on my show. People have to see what it is you do. You know, a lot of guests don't want me to say their age, but in this case, we are very proud to say her age because she has turned 70 this year and she looks amazing. And she's an amazing chef. Please welcome her to the show. It's so nice to have you in my house. Thank you, Chef AJ.
1: Hello everyone. I'm so honored to be here, Chef AJ. Thank you very much for inviting me. And I'll talk about why I'm perfectly fine with people mentioning my age because it was it was a launch, actually, that entire uh, the, knowing I was going to be 70 became my impetus uh, to consider a book and write the book and look forward to decades to go. Well, we'll hit that later. I am gonna start before I do anything else with this Instaplot to get, the rice going because it cooks 24 minutes, 25 minutes before, and then it sits for a while. I wanna make sure it's ready. And there are there's a process that I have already done uh, before we began um, for this rice, which is uh, dry sauteing. There is onion, there's garlic. I dry sauteed it, but I want you to see this because it's one of the most important principles of um, whole food, plant-based and SOS-free. Part of the SOS I'm absolute on, and that is I don't eat sugar and I don't use oil. The other S, salt, you're gonna see that there's the option of that in my recipes when, for example, last night I did a birthday party for my daughter, 29 years old, and I wanted the food because they're not used to low salt to be, well, it was low salt as opposed to no salt at all. Um, I guess my ego came in to play because I knew that they're so used to their, I'm gonna say fast food ways that anything other than a salt shaker uh, leaves them feeling um, deprived, but I put a little bit in. So all of that to say, um, when I make a meal, Almost everything, a lot of things, uh, casserole soups and things like that, begin with a saute of uh, onions and garlic and maybe a mirepoix, which is onions, garlic, carrots, celery, um, a base for a lot of French food. And none of that is sauteed in this house because it's maybe sauteed but not with oil. So I'm going to show you that process because I, I want you to see it in the next dish I do, um, then you'll be able to see it. But I started with this and the rice saute is already done so that I can throw this together. I'm making a Spanish rice that's so savory um, that one of the guests yesterday had three, t- last night had three servings of it. Now, why would they be eating the rice that I'm making you today? Because I made this identical meal for the guests for my daughter's birthday party, it's actually my husband's, well, you'll hear part of that story, uh, second husband's, um, 29-year-old daughter, and he has one that just turned 30 a month before, so boy, bam, bam, uh, kids, what is that, 13 months apart, and they're beautiful and accomplished women, we did the party, and when she asked, or when I asked what she would like, and she heard I was making this meal for um, this presentation on Chef AJ, she said, make that for me. So she got it last night and we're getting it today. I wish you were. I wish she could be right here tasting it, but it ah, doesn't work that way. All right, so I'm adding to it in. So the rice is really good. And my husband after the meal said, wow, that hit it out of the park. That was a great meal, a taco meal for a birthday party. Hit it out of the park, I'll take that. So um, I use brown rice. And actually, if this were still hot and the, the, the onion was caramelized and the garlic is added later, as you'll see so that it doesn't get brown, that gets bitter, I would have thrown in the spices then because it toasts the spices somewhat. And the spices here include hatched chilies. Now you don't have to use hatched chili. The recipe calls for and the, the um, recipes are all available at nansimonson.com, the recipe section, and you'll be able to find all of this, nansimonson.com, S-I-M-O-N-S-E-N, and it's spelled in the show notes. Um, I love hatched chili. I just came back from two weeks in um, New Mexico after, what, a year and a half of no travel. And um, it's one of my favorite, but you could use any kind of chili powder. You could use Ancho, whatever you really like. So. There was some hatch chili. There was yesterday, a little bit of um, salt. There's oregano, cumin, okay. And they toast nicely. Uh, Just barely uh, you would do that, but just toast nicely. I also would have added the rice because sometimes I like the idea of having the rice very lightly toasted. It brings out just a little more flavor. You'll notice this rice is sticking. Why? It's because I always rinse rice. I rinse all my grains. And legumes before I cook them, dry them well. I'm dry, but uh, it's always handy to have strainers nearby, and I like the finer strainers because, for example, if I were doing this with quinoa, and quinoa must be rinsed uh, because there's something I think it's called saponin. Saponin that is um, bitter and somewhat toxic in quinoa. Well, a strainer any bigger than this would I um, reduce the amount of quinoa that I was using because it would come right out the bottom. So I keep the strainers handy and I rinse everything because rains and legumes sit in silos and silos could get dusty and mm. things can get in anyway. So I stirred the rice, the seasonings, the onion. I'm adding to that. And I love near gland because uh, the product is organic and they also use the cans that are BPA free. And um, so I'm mixing all of that together. Looks a little like this. And then I'm gonna add broth and vegetable broth. I brought, I didn't bring it to a boil, but I warmed it because it'll make this process go a little faster. You can buy vegetable broth. I could have used water, but that wouldn't have been good. Um, Excuse me. And um, I make my own. And I want to recommend that you consider that because you can. Now, this is just a partial bath in the freezer garage. No, (laughs) in the garage freezer. there's a full bag and it's getting to be time for me to pull out my stock pot and make it. But this is, we go to a farm store every Sunday, uh, get carrots out of the ground, the carrot greens go in here, the ends of, um, even the root ends of onions and and, um, spring onions and the, the seed portions of bell peppers. And if I don't have carrot peels in here, or carrot stems. I will add carrots when I do my broth, but you can just Google homemade broth, vegetable broth, and come up with some other things to put in here, like baby, maybe even juniper berry or nothing. But, um, and I have on my website, which leads to my cooking show, even a video on making your own homemade broth. So let me get this in the freezer. Okay, so I'm going to have two and a quarter cups of broth, two cups of rice, now this is that odd. Usually you would have in two cups of brown rice, you would have at least four cups of liquid, but because we're using the Instant Pot, that's not the case. And in case you haven't discovered this in your own Instant Pot, there's a handy little folder on each side. So we get it going. And we are going to, I'm doing this backwards, so I'm not thinking, I love that sound. That means that I've engaged the cover. I'm going to set it at pressure cook. My button is up here on my eight quart. I have an eight and a six quart. The button is down here for pressure, and I'm going to set it to 24 minutes. That's 25, 24. And then we're just going to leave it alone, make sure that the the pressure release isn't engaged. Now I'm gonna move this back here and just as a note, I wouldn't be doing that if I had to unplug it or I would have to reset it, but I'll just leave it here for now. And we're gonna move on to to the next part of our meal. And there we go. All right. so consider making your own broth. It's easy to do. Uh, strain it. I bought one, one quart bottles because I just think it looks super cool that way. And I use it all the time and I even drink it um, because it actually has protein. And I was trying to show, actually prove to a group of um, patients at the clinic at Lifestyle Medical who worry about giving up, well, animal product, fearing that they won't get enough protein. That's a a really old story uh, as it relates to people who have gone plant-based because everybody worries about our protein. And I was adding it up. Oh, it was one of my, you can find this recipe on my website. It's um, the one for um, buckwheat mushroom risotto. And even I, when I made that dish, I thought, boy, um, it's so, it's, it's just a grain with some mushroom. I probably should have some other protein sources in the meal and there are plenty, but I added up the protein just with the mushrooms and the onions. The onions alone were five grams of protein. Um, the broth was five grams of protein, vegetable broth. So we get protein in so much when we are plant-based. Um, now I'll tell you a little more about myself. I'm Nan Anderson. I am a health and lifestyle coach with um, Lifestyle Medical, a family practice clinic in Riverside, California, in um, Redlands, California. But we've also partnered with three other, one in Delaware, one in Texas, and I believe in Minnesota. We're looking at another partnership And if this all works well with Medicare coverage and all of that, we may expand. So keep looking for a lifestyle medical doctor because they and we in this kind of a practice are so different in that we want you to walk in and be, I'll say healed, um, either prevented from or um, healed with our modalities, or um, maybe even find a way to reverse some really bad chronic diseases. And chronic diseases are basically lifestyle diseases in 70%, 80% of the the time. So I, as a health coach and lifestyle coach, talk about those modalities. I talked about them in my book, and I work with patients to that end. And I do a cooking class once a month. And the name of the cooking class is Recipes for Longevity because if we eat enough of the right foods, (laughs) I was going to say we can last forever. That's not true. But we can go on for a while. Um, Let me get this started and then I'll I'll kind of go back and forth with my conversations on all of this. So I have an induction pan. Oh, this is funny. I wanted to tell people at one of my last classes that if a magnet would stick to the pan it will work with an induction cooker that's how you know i this is a scam pan i love this brand uh and you can tell when something comes off of it thing just turns itself off uh with uh, the stick-free non-stick surfaces can be dangerous uh to cook on for example teflon was poisonous and um there have been other replacements but one of from what I understand, one of the best is the titanium ceramic. And ScanPan is one that I heard recommended, I think, by Tammy at Nutmade Notebook. And I, I, I don't know if Chef AJ uses it, um, but I love the brand. It's, it's a Danish brand. They're a little pricey, but I trust them and I like them. But if you Google top, uh, top five safe nonstick cookware um, brands, You'll see scan pans somewhere in there and then there are others that are less expensive anyway. So I have a couple of scan pans and I put one on once for a cooking class and um, darn thing didn't heat. And I don't know why, but that particular pan must not have had the same alloy on the bottom. So if a magnet sits, the funny part was I held it up, I grabbed a magnet from the refrigerator, I put it on and the darn thing melted on there because it had a plastic um, top on it. So test it when it's cool. Um, Well, it wouldn't get hot if it wasn't going to work. Okay, so I'm cooking on this induction cooker and I'm going to do what I had mentioned earlier and that is show you a um, how to dry saute. Let me grab my materials and we'll take it away so this next recipe was inspired by something I saw in one of the magazines that you get when you go shopping at certain stores um, it was inspired by it and then I just kind of got carried away and added a lot of my own things to it um, all right but this is taco filling, and I had fun last night not telling them what it was, but having them guess. And nobody could guess everything, but they, they kind of came close. Uh, you know what? I'm going to turn this off because there's no reason to have it on until I'm ready to throw things in. So I'm going to pull over my. It on? All right. So what goes in this filling instead of, well, well, oh God, I was gonna say meat obviously, or any of the meat type products, um, which I don't use any of those. And that's why I don't identify myself as a vegan. I identify myself as whole food plant-based very much after what and why um, T. Colin Campbell uses that term which he adopted back in the 80s or the early 90s, um, because one is a philosophical, being vegan is philosophical, that's wonderful. And I too believe that we shouldn't eat animals and that our planet is being damaged by it. But that's not why I started. But more importantly, whole food says a heck of a lot more than just not eating animals. Whole food means that you're eating as close to nature as possible. T. Colin Campbell, who came from ranching family, changed his belief from you must have animal protein to no, you shouldn't, and used the term whole food plant-based for exactly that reason. So I don't use, and I don't recommend, unless you just can't live without meat, and the only thing that'll help you transition is to have what's similar to meat, and that is the soy products and and, um, uh, some of the other products that are made to taste like meat because those are highly processed and just like oh, a fast food restaurant can take any ingredient and keep messing with it until it almost becomes addictive with the combination of salt, oil, and sugar but also the chemicals that make it uh, and the, the spices or seasonings or the dough conditioners or whatever they put in it. Um, they could make it very hard not to stop uh, eating it. Well, I want and we want foods as close to nature as possible. So those, those imitation meats are fine for transition, and, but they are still a soy isolate, a, a a food that's stripped out and then replaced, leaving behind, unfortunately, some of the most important ingredients or um. Uh, components of that food. So this taco is made with uh, cauliflower. And we add for some extra flavor. And if you've not used this before, I just love the name of it, Chipotle. Oh, shoot. I heard that and I didn't know what was happening. And it was the Uh, Instant Pot just coming to pressure. I'll tell you a little Instant Pot story. I bought one what, two years ago? Um, And I didn't use it for six months. It intimidated me and it scared me. Uh, And I didn't know what to do with it. It looked too complicated. It's so not complicated. Um, But I so highly recommend it because it's an easy way to cook. You can start things and walk away and they're going to finish themselves. For example, my oat groats, couldn't live without oat groats, love the oat groats. Uh, Use them a lot of times instead of rice, Uh, always organic and gluten-free. But in any case, uh, that you start in here and walk away and let it uh, lose pressure or decrease pressure for two hours after you make it. I've got that recipe on my website and that I got from um, Nutmeg Notebook as well. Um, Okay, so what I've just done is I have three cups of cauliflower and I put in chipotle and adobo and that's what I was gonna talk to you about. And that is, it's a cool kind of a a name, chipotle chilies in adobo sauce. And the adobo sauce is kind of a, um, smoky kind of a sauce um, and when you buy it you buy it in a little can and the can may only be six in, uh, six ounces there are a lot of them in there so what I do and there are there are a number of small containers that have seals this happens to be from Tupperware and one of these they're called midgets smidgets smidgets and one of them holds four chilies and some adobo sauce. And so I open it for a recipe and then I pack these in and it's handy to have them in the freezer because otherwise it sits in the refrigerator too long and may not stay, um, stay flavorful. Rousing this around just to get the chipotle mixed with the cauliflower. Then I'm adding the other ingredients and they include uh, oh, that's what I wanted to do. Okay, that's why I started this. Let me do, um, let me think. Yeah, yeah, let me do that. Okay, let me get this heat it up and I'll do my saute and you'll be able to, to see that. But I'm going to go ahead and mix this since I've already started. Then I'm adding to it mushrooms. That was my addition because I thought, oh, mushrooms would be marvelous in this. And I'm still trying to think I read, Chef AJ, I'm reading um, Unprocessed again. And in Unprocessed, she uses a lot of um, sun-dried tomato powder. I've never even thought of that, the dried tomatoes and then put them in either a high-power blender or a coffee grinder as long as they're not oil-packed and they're dry. And they're, they are, they're extremely flavorful. And you can get the little packs inexpensively at a lot of stores, including Trader Joe's. And um, I think that would be good in here too, either the powder or even better yet pieces of sun-dried tomatoes, but I haven't tried them yet. Okay, so I have walnuts, mushrooms, and cauliflower with chipotle in adobo. And then I have some other seasonings that will go in as well and we'll get to that and i'm going to bounce it around just a little bit what i don't want to do is if you've used a food processor and you um you do the pulse what's happening is the food is going in and coming up and going in and i'm just doing this long enough yeah See, I'm, I'm seeing it um go into the vortex yeah. that's what i want i don't want this to be so finely chopped that there the texture is too fine it's nice to hit bits of nut and it's nice to hit bits of um of cauliflower as well so i'm going to put that aside and as far as the mushrooms go you can buy them whole wash them and chop them yourself i bought these um, at Trader Joe's, the sliced Primini. And what's convenient about this, you don't use the whole uh, bag because two cups is only about, I'm gonna say maybe two thirds of the bag, um, is that they're already washed and that's rather handy. And chop them just in a in a chunky way so that I could measure them because I was measuring two cups and if they're in two big pieces, the measurement isn't going to be all that accurate. So, I've heated my scan pan and I'm gonna throw into, probably a little too hot. I'm gonna throw into this hot pan diced onion. And this is a half of a um, a white onion. Actually, I usually buy the the Hawaiian, what they call sweet onion and it's not really sweet, but that's what they call it it's um, I like that flavor and this is some broth that I put oh okay just mentioned something else you know that I I when I make my broth I put it into the one gall of uh, the one quart container and then I freeze the rest in four cup measurements well I just defrosted some because I knew I needed it for today but this was what was left in the the bottle it came up to about here, don't mix the tube. Because if this has been around four or five days and this is newly out of the freezer, I don't want any, I was gonna say oldness. I hate use of bacteria, but it's true. I don't want anything that's starting to turn this. it will last about seven days, but it doesn't last forever, to go into a bottle of broth that just came out. Okay. So what's happening? And this would happen if I were if I were using um, a a um, conventional pan as well. Uh, it just is a cleaner kind of a uh, method if it's nonstick. And yesterday when I did this for the birthday party, I used a wok. My uh, the carbon steel lock Um, and that doesn't have a nonstick surface and it worked beautifully what's starting to happen Can you see this the onion is starting to brown okay what I'm going to do and there's particles down sort of stuck to the bottom I don't want it to burn I want it to lightly brown now watch what happens when I put this in do you see how it's bubbling what it's doing is deglazing the pan And by deglazing the pan, I'm distributing that caramel flavor. I'm partially steaming the onion and I'm gonna let it dry out again. And I'll do this twice. The second time is when I'll add the garlic. Garlic doesn't have the same amount of moisture that onion does. Onion has a lot of moisture and it will caramelize nicely garlic will actually burn. And when garlic burns, it gets bitter. You can see this is getting darker. Now, why am I doing any of this? Who cares? Well, it's because the, did I turn it off? Uh, it's because the, the caramelization, the, the slight browning of the onion gives it more flavor. It's just better. And by cooking it to a point of being translucent, it softens its flavor as well. It takes a little bit of the bite out. Okay, now it's starting to stick a little bit. I'm gonna do this one more time. That's why the recipe says on it, use a half or a quarter to a half a cup of broth, partly for the the dry saute. Now I'm gonna throw in the garlic, chopped garlic, by the way, I chop my garlic using a product that I really like, a Tupperware product called the mini chop, mini chop, chop uh, Chef AJ has shown it. Is,
0: but, it. is it the one from
1: Tupperware? The, the, the one where you just pull oh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in her store and foil jewelry oh do I recommend this.
0: It makes life easier. You know, just, just one question from previous, people were asking you about grain soaking. About what? Grain soaking, why you soak your grains? I don't soak them, I rinse them. Rinse them, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't soak them. I would
1: love to soak and start um, not fermenting uh, and start sprouting grains and legumes, but I haven't gotten there. I just haven't done that. Uh, even though I'll buy sprouted grains, um but yeah, I just rinse them. I rinse them because if you consider where a grain comes from, from from the plant, it's milled by a machine, it's or it's it's picked by a machine, um, shocked, whatever. Um, and it sits in a silo before it's used. And I just think it's cleaner just to have it rinsed off. And that's why I said in some things, like. You rinse because you have to, but let um, me, oh, okay. I'll talk about that in a minute, but I'm gonna throw this in now because do you see how gotcha. beautifully brown this is? Very nice. I'm gonna put a little bit of broth and I'm gonna throw this in. This has such a nice texture. So I gave, and this this will serve a lot of people. If you worry about the amount of nuts that are in here, it's two cups of walnuts. You think, holy smokes, that's a lot of calories. That's a lot of fat. I don't count calories. I don't add fat to anything that I eat, but I do eat fatty foods, meaning that I eat avocados. I can do that and keep my weight down. But if I gain a pound or two, guess what's first thing to go? nuts, auto and nuts <laughs> seeds well actually that I always have a tablespoon or two of flax seeds I make a mix of flax and chia and that's for my essential fatty acids but even without that I'm sort of having this chit chat with AJ as I'm speaking because I know this is I believe this is true AJ even without flax seeds and chia
0: seeds your omega 3s are stellar because the amount of greens that you eat. Absolutely. Correct? Everybody's different. They should get it checked, but I have Dr. Dysinger check it every year and they just they're fine or they're high. So I'm not going to worry about it for now. So I do I do have the flax and the chia and I also have
1: about probably an ounce. I don't know. There's a little container we keep on the counter something I got in Italy, a small Covered dish and eat nuts in there. And just before dinner, when my husband comes home, we'll have what a few. I always have some selenium because selenium. I don't mean selenium. Brazil nuts because they have selenium. And I'll have a little bit of walnut. That's the highest in omega three. And I don't know, maybe a few almonds. And that's that's how I eat my nuts. But again, that's what goes if I um, find that I am putting on weight. Otherwise. I am, I'm pretty well at one of the lowest weights I've been uh, since I was a teenager. I'm 5'2", I'm 114, and I stay that way. But if I get up to 116 Boeing, I'll bring it right back again. And that doesn't happen very often. But sometimes we all get carried away. That's the thing. The more of something that we have that is tempting, um, the more the easier it is to keep going back toward it. I bought Jack LaLanne's book. I found it
0: online somewhere. And he says if it tastes good, spit it out. <laughs> I love I loved him. You know, I interviewed his wife on the show, one of my favorite moments. And he, he used to say, the only good part of the donut is the hole. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Anyway. Well, I, I, I agree about temptation. That's why I say, if it's in your house, it's in your mouth. Mae West used to say, I can resist anything but temptation.
1: And actually I quote you all the time, AJ, when I'm speaking to well, patients at the clinic or any private uh, clients, I say all the time, Chef AJ says if it's in your house, it's in your mouth. So don't, don't keep it in there. Oh, you know what I did? Chatty, chatty, chatty and left behind, but I can put this in. Um, the seasonings that, that go into this include chili powder, cumin, salt, or no salt, and in this case, I didn't use salt. I used it yesterday's, um, yesterday's, but I didn't today. And I'm putting all of that in and I'll mix it in. So what I'm doing now is I'm just letting this heat up and um, marry flavors and cook the um, cauliflower and mushrooms, but mainly the cauliflower. Uh, so that it's not crunchy, but that it still has some um, texture. Get this mixed, cover it up, and then we'll leave this alone until later. All right, I think that's perfect. My husband comes home every day for lunch. He is a... CPA and tax attorney. And he just finished that most um, challenging of times, that extension period, tax season. And he, we, he he doesn't, we don't go out to lunch because we don't trust or want to deal with a lot of the food that is available. It's kind of hard to get a really clean meal. Um, and so he's coming home for lunch today and I told him he can't come home until after, well, whatever. I said 12.15 in case I run over because I was giving myself an hour. But Chef AJ said he can go a little longer. So we'll see what happens. But let me tell you about this. This is super cool. Two things that I love. And I, I'm just going to show you because I think this is worth knowing. Yep, you buy garlic, this way. I buy organic garlic and I buy the big, um, the big heads. There are three cloves of garlic in here, three cloves of garlic in the rice. So I use a lot of garlic. And being Italian, I grew up on garlic and olive oil. The olive oil doesn't have a place in my kitchen anymore, but the garlic certainly does. It's an allium, And if you follow Joel Furman, that's one of his G-bombs, onions, and that means any allium like garlic or onion or shallot or leek or scallions, you know, on and on. So this is really cool. These big pieces are easy to peel, especially if you have something like this. And I found this, I don't know if AJ has this in her, for, um, store, but it's, it's a handy thing, and it's on Amazon. If As long as the garlic is fresh enough that the skins aren't so dehydrated that they won't move, look what happens. I roll it, and the garlic is completely peeled. I'll do that again. Take another piece, roll it, and so what happened yesterday is I had um, an entire head of this, and it's about 16, 18 pieces of garlic, cloves. And I very quickly rolled them. Now, if sometimes there's a woody stem end, and I'll cut that off, but these, this is so fresh that it, the, it, it's not woody at all. Then, and now I can show you what we were talking about, throw it in here. And so I threw in 16, 17 of them yesterday and <clears throat> and we have chopped garlic and i took the time to measure 1 tablespoon well let me back up 1 teaspoon is 1 clove of garlic And because with something this big, you can't go with a recipe that says one clove when my cloves are twice the size of what your clove might be. So just to know, um, one chopped clove is one teaspoon. So in each of these, I put a tablespoon of chopped garlic and I just keep it in a little glass jar in the refrigerator for the week. And that way I can very easily spoon out my, um, my garlic as I need it. Okay, so now I think we're all, this is doing its thing. Let me take you to the next um, segment. So what I was making today was Spanish rice for our Mexican taco meal. Also, I'm going to show you vegan sour cream and a... Um, and pico de gallo because she wants those as a side, and we're doing a guilt-free chocolate pudding that I got. Well, actually, I got it a couple of years ago when I went to a conference in um, uh, Ohio, and it was a wellness form of Adam Popper's, and her chef Del Souf calls this guilt-free chocolate pudding, and. I'll say something about that as well. Because even though it's guilt-free because it's whole food and it is plant-based, if I ate this every day, I would be, well, cutting back on fat wouldn't be enough. Because in other words, it's just so rich, calorie-dense, that it is not something I find that I can do every day. I pretty well stay with what Chef AJ talks about in Unprocessed. And Barbara Roll talks about in caloric density, as does Joe Furman, and that is keeping caloric density and, and um, the, the, the foods that I will eat well, almost ad libitum, meaning as often as I want, as much as I want to be um, properly satisfied at that 600 calorie a pound or less. It's really 567 or 76 or something like that But I rounded off to six. And that means that as a whole food plant-based, in a whole food plant-based realm, we're eating vegetables and fruits and tubers and grains and legumes. The seeds and nuts are higher. those are above that 600. But if we stay in that first realm, we can eat until satisfied. And my husband and I all the time say we love our food. People that are eating differently have no idea what they're missing out on because we eat as much as we want. We're both at our good and low weight. And um, we have such diversity and such remarkable health outcomes over where we were when we started almost three years ago with um plant-based diet that it's become my mission and I'll show you this next series of maneuvers and then I'll talk a little bit more about that. Chef AJ are there any questions?
0: Let me look, I've been so busy watching your demonstration, I haven't been watching the chat. Uh, Well, T.S. said, uh, can you get Chipotle chilies without the salt? And I don't think so, but a guest I had on recently named Felicia Slattery had a book and there was a recipe for how to make your own without salt.
1: Really? I don't know about that. Okay, I haven't thought about that because that is true. If you get the Chipotle in adobo, it is going to have salt, and if I had my can here, which I didn't because I've had this in the freezer for a while, um, then I would look it up. But I, my guess is, it's pretty heavily salted. Most of those condiments are okay. All right, I'm keeping this warm. I don't want it to cook. Now I just want it to stay warm. All right, so I'm going to show you. Um, We'll get our dessert made now. And this is so simple and so delicious. All right, and this is the guilt-free chocolate pudding that Del Soave puts together. And the reason he, I'm doing this because my little container spilled out and lost a little bit of my powder. And it's actually precious powder because I followed one of, well, many of, Chef AJ's recommendations for really excellent flavor when it comes to cooking and baking. And I bought vanilla, um, wild vanilla powder,
0: gluten-free, no GMO, Paleo vegan isn't it delicious though i mean people I, like i don't make any money if you buy vanilla powder but it's it, it's so bad be- it's so much better it just is but what they do is they take those
1: tea that tiny bit of beans in that pod and they grind that up well it takes a whole bunch of pods to fill this little bath and so it's kind of silly expensive but it lasts a long time i can keep this until 20 the end of 2022. And the flavor is so pure and so lovely. If You don't want to or can't find or just think that's silly investing in vanilla powder. Well, then you can use a vanilla extract. Uh, his recipe calls for vanilla extract. I use my vanilla powder. So this is what we're doing. One of the things that Dr. Lee showed as an as a anti angiogenesis if you saw yesterday's interview it was really wonderful dr lee talks about oh it's telling me that the rice is done now we just ignore it and it will be ready um yeah the the instructions were to let it Um, naturally released, which quite often takes about 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, depends on the food. But um, I can walk away for a half an hour, 45 minutes, and it's really not going to make a difference. So the rice is ready. Okay. Um, One of the things he showed was anti-angiogenesis. Angiogenesis Angiogenesis is the development of of blood vessels. If we have um, rampant growth of well i'm saying that wrong one of the things that will allow cancer to uh, to not only uh, take hold but also spread like crazy is the development of blood vessels and so anti-angiogenic foods are those that don't encourage the development of blood vessels in that way and you would think, well, of course you want blood vessels, you need them if you hurt yourself and your, your, your healing process um, requires it. This is different and it is, um, this is one way, this is something that they have shown and they have medications for now to stop angiogenesis uh, as it relates to the, um, the calling of illnesses of a lot of kinds, including cancer. One of the things on his list is soy. And I happen to use soy a lot. I follow Christy Funk, F-U-N-K-K-R-I-S-T-I, who is the breast surgeon of the stars. And she became vegan, I wanna say 15, 17 years ago, when as a breast surgeon, she was tired of seeing people coming back with cancers again and again or getting cancers at young ages. And her research told her that a plant-based diet, whole food plant-based diet was the way to prevent many cancers, including breast cancer. And so she went in, this is a cute story, to her house and said, boy, she had two boys at that time. We're going vegan. And they said, yay. And then they said, what does that mean? Or what is vegan? Well, immediately she converted her family to a whole food plant-based diet. And she talks to her patients about the value of soy as it relates to an um, anti-cancer beneficial food. So I'm using silken tofu in this this, uh, dessert, uh, which means that we're adding protein to the dessert. The part that is super rich and that makes it a bit of a problem, is that it also has one cup of date paste. I, You can use Chef AJ's date paste. I have a date paste on my website. That's just, it's my favorite date paste. What is date paste? It is a whole food that is plant-based. It's dates that are soaked and then word in a blender with water. That's it. And so you get dates, which are high in magnesium, potassium, um, fiber, B vitamins, especially B6. You get a beautiful whole food. It's somewhat caramel flavored. And um, it's quite delicious. But again, this is not a low calorie dessert. And it is a healthier dessert than getting some packaged pudding that has unidentifiable ingredients. So by the same token, um, it's
0: a treat. And (laughs) Nan, TS wants to know, what kind of food processor do you have? Oh, isn't this the cutest little thing? This,
1: I found this, I don't know where. It's a Cuisinart. It's a Cuisinart tiny thing. And I did go online once and look it up. And I think it was like 40 or $50 Um, I found it at a store for some great price and couldn't help myself and bought it. And now it's become one of my favorite because the new cuisinarts. Arts, if you take, well, if you use them, they have, they're hard to clean. They have all these openings that get wet and you can't get anything in there to dry them. So I don't like that part about them. And yet I love, I love having a food processor. This one's much easier to clean. I just added cinnamon. And the recipe, um, the rest, again, nansimonson.com recipes. This is under dessert and under miscellaneous. And I would imagine, I believe that Chef AJ also has a recipe for her database. As a matter of fact, I know she does. I think it's in, um, I don't know if it's in unprocessed or if it's in
0: um, uh, weight loss. I don't know. Uh, the date paste is in unprocessed. Oh,
1: okay. All right. And then I'm adding one third of a cup of cocoa. Now, this is a chocolate pudding and you might be thinking, well, now you're totally blowing it because cocoa is chocolate. No, cocoa is a defatted fatted uh, portion of chocolate that is not only decently high in fiber and protein, but it's also a antioxidant, that's only 20 calories per tablespoon. So if I were making like, if this dessert goes, will feed four people. I have one, I have 20 calories of cocoa in here that makes it eat, taste like I'm eating a chocolate bar. Um, it's really, really good. Now, if this is kind of a noisy thing. Um, I pitch and it's, it's um, so what do I have in here again? the silken to- tofu, I have the uh, cocoa, and I have date paste, and that's all. I'm gonna stir it down. I believe because Del show on this recipe and I just used this recipe, had the um, nutritional value broken down. And I'm pretty sure that for four people, each portion, no, each half cup portion. So it would be, it would feed more than four, was um, like 115 calories and had eight grams of protein. four or five grams of of, um, fiber. Okay. So I'm going to do this two more times. Sorry for the annoying noise. And I have another recipe that does this same process. So I'm not going to do it again because I can simply explain now that you've seen what this looks like, what I'm doing and why. you'll understand what I mean when I talk about this next recipe. I want it to be so well blended that there is no, um, there are no specs. And maybe had I used a larger food processor that would have taken less time, but this last one will take care of, okay. And if you want a recommendation for super um, spatulas, I think it was Anne Esselstyn who talks about these on her (laughs) cooking channel. Uh, but they're Tovalo and I just love them. They're firm and rigid inside, it's silicone. So silicone's good for food as well as even hot foods. It's, that's why what I've been using for my spatula is also silicone, but they're soft on the edges. And so they work beautifully as a spatula as well as a stirring tool. All right. I'm going to just put this just the way it is in the refrigerator and we'll spoon it out in just a minute. Okay, so what was I referring to when I said for the next recipe? Well, the next recipe is... um, Vegan tofu, uh, vegan sour cream. And when I began making this, my husband wouldn't touch it because he has always been into health and fitness. And he associated sour cream with something that you just don't mess with. Why have that much fat? added to a food and then feel that we can't eat the food without that added to it. It took me a while to convince him that um, this was very different because actually, because it uses tofu, it's a protein source and the only ingredients in it, and I'll show it to you. I'm not gonna need that again I'm not gonna make it again because this, the process is identical, just a moment. What I'm talking about is, what is that? Three, four ingredients is the tofu sour cream. I love the smell. It looks like this. And it is very low fat because this tofu has only a couple, well, I shouldn't say very low fat, that's not true. If one serving of tofu has two grams of fat, that's 18 calories of fat for 45. This is how you figure it, by the way. When you're looking at a recipe, quite often they'll give you the fat grams as it relates to your total calorie percent or percentage of total calories. That's not a good way of looking at it. I think a better way of looking at it is just understanding what percentage of that food is actually fat. For example, and you'll read that soy is a higher fat legume. but I don't mind eating my fat as long as I'm quite aware of where it's coming from. And I'm very comfortable with the, the fat in fumes. But one serving, 45 calories is two grams of fat. A gram of fat is eight calorie or nine calories per gram. So two grams would be 18 calories. And the number of calories for one serving, a three-ounce serving, is 45. Well, if you look at that percentage-wise, now my math isn't going to be good. 18, um, 18 calories out of 45 total. It's probably what 40 percent, maybe 35 percent. Somebody else can do that, but it's it's um, it's that's a high percentage of fat. But also, you're getting, it's a good source of fat. So I'm, I'm comfortable with that. But you'll get a package of something. People all the time will buy a package of, oh, it's like vegetable chips. And this, I, I find I have to talk about all the time when I'm talking to clients and patients. Oh, but it's vegetables. And I'll say the first thing you do is turn it around and look at whether or not it has fat. They almost always have fat. Look at the amount. Uh, uh, one serving is 100 calories and there are um, 10 grams of fat. Well, 10 grams of fat at nine calories a gram is 90 calories. 90 calories out of 100 total is fat. That's a high fat food. So it's it's important that you think about and know about these things. I am just going way off on tangents. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, so here's our vegan sour cream made with tofu. Could you make it with other things? Sure you could. One of my husband's favorite salad dressings looks a lot like this. Ooh, I'm going to show you. It's easy to find, I saw because I have a lot of things in the refrigerator. Well, you can't really see it that well, look. It's a vegan ranch style dressing. And you know what the base of this is? This is his his favorite salad dressing. I like one of Chef AJ's better. And that's my favorite salad dressing. But this one is made with potato, potato. It's a potato base with some vegan uh, yogurt. I use a cashew yogurt forager, not much of it, and then plant milk and some other seasonings. Um, that's also on my channel, but that's way off on another subject. All right, now finally, let's put this meal together. How are we doing? Oh. To release the steam, There's a little button on the newer one. Some of the older ones have a little dial. And as soon as the scene releases, we're good to go. I'm going to show you what the scene looks like when put together.
0: That looks so realistic. What? Looks so realistic. What's that? The, the taco filling.
1: Yes, it does. It's chunky. It smells great. Just great. Um, this is the hard part. Okay. No, I know. I'll simply spoon it in. I was going to turn it out, but I can't do that with this pan. <laughs> And it does. It actually, I hate to use the word, no, I won't even say it. You know what it looks like in the animal kingdom. Well, now you're wondering what I'm talking about. It looks like ground beef. Now I can lift it. All right. But it's the texture is wonderful. My pile was starting to raise up from the sink. I'm gonna get this out of the way because we're finished with it. All right, so we have our meat. We have our rice and what I wanna recommend you do with the rice is fluff it with a pork. You can see the tomato is on top. Fluff it with a fork rather than mashing it around. All right. I'm left-handed, so I have to do the petty stuff with my left hand. And the rice that I served yesterday, I really felt that I was sacrificing um, quality. By giving them frozen rice, and what I mean is when I first experimented with this recipe, there was a lot left. You can see how much there is here, and I'm not even putting everything in. Turn it off. All right. So I had a lot of it, and I put some in a freezer container and froze it, and what I served them yesterday was from the freezer and I thought, oh man, I don't wanna make another thing of rice and so I'm gonna give it to them, but boy, it's probably not gonna be very good. It was wonderful. It was just wonderful. One of the things that you wanna do, well, I'll show you um, with the meat. How do you get your tortillas warm? This is what I do whenever we do a party. I use me Rancho tortillas. They're organic, they're gluten-free. And they have the thin credibles and I love this. And again, I don't count calories. I eat a lot of whole foods, um, big, huge salads and lots and lots of starches, mainly uh, legumes and um, grains and tubers. Um, But I'm still quite aware of caloric density. So one of these is 70 calories. Well, one of their thin credibles or thin edibles is what they're called thin edibles. One of them is 35 calories. So when I have tacos, I have three tacos because three of these is what 105 calories as opposed to one of these being 70. And my husband will have three of these. But what I do. As I heat them, I have a grevel oven, just like Chef AJ does. Love my grevel air frying oven. And I wrap them in foil and I'll put five in. I'll do it when we are entertaining at 350 for about 15 minutes. I've just had this in here for quite a while on a very low temperature. But let's see what's gonna happen when we put this meal together.
0: All right. Do you cook, do you cook every night?
1: Um, my favorite thing to do is to cook, well batch cook, is to make soups and stews and um, baked potatoes I do once a week, grains I do once a week, and then I assemble. I'm pretty sure this is what you do too, Chef AJ, and that is you just assemble ingredients that become a meal, but the ingredients are already put together. I think I'd have to shoot myself (laughs) if I had to do all of this every night. But this, for example, this meal could last for days. This could be frozen. The rice I've just told you could be frozen. This is a... um, putting out the condiments, uh, putting them together is actually one of the more time consuming things uh, of this meal. But let's see, let me get this here. And I want to encourage you as it relates to whole food plant-based, but also offering a meal that gives people as much fiber and as much healthy whole food as possible. Consider jicama. If you haven't bought jicama, it looks like this. It's just a tuber, like a potato. When you slice it, it's white. When I bought some from a farm store, uh, the Hispanic owner said, Oh, cut off the ends just a tiny bit. Just, and I didn't do it with this one. Slice a little, slice a little, put it in water and soak it in water it'll absorb more and more moisture didn't do this with, with this one but it's just delicious so again this is what it looks like sliced but if you put out hikama and you sprinkle it with chili powder oh my gosh it's so good so last night i had a plate a, a large platter with the hikama and some slices of mango and that was the appetizer and then we had, I found these online, I thought they were neat, you could either do three tacos or two, and the first time I made this, I used lettuce, not lettuce, cabbage cups and put those in here and then filled the cabbage cups, it was easier to handle. Um, but if we were doing that today. We could load it this way. This is one of the thin credibles and this is the, the regular size. So what I was saying earlier is my husband will be coming home and he gets the identical meal he got last night, but he didn't mind that at all. He really liked it. All right. So what do I have here? I have I'm going to turn it this way. These are facing you. I have pico de gallo. Oh, and I didn't do the pico de gallo recipe, but I don't really have to because I was really just gonna show you. Pico de gallo is the classic recipe is simply chopped tomato, onion. um, I didn't put garlic, but I put some jalapeno pepper out of my garden, from out of my garden. uh, Cilantro and lime juice. You can add uh, salt if you want to. I use organic tomatoes because tomatoes are heavily sprayed. You know it's organic. If you look at the tag and you, it starts with a nine, that's organic. So I've heard people tell me that, that some labels that start with a four are organic, but I wasn't aware of that. At the farm store, this is a conventional onion. At the farm store that we were at on Sunday, They had, just like spring onions, they had uh, uh, conventional, usually dried onions right out of the fields. And they were just like a big spring onion. So I used that for this recipe, finely diced. And um, it was, they had a softer flavor. The other thing that I wanna show you as well is that when I serve this, I sprinkled over it lime juice to freshen up anytime you use mushrooms or, well, actually with anything, Um, any kind of a legume, any kind of a bean, anything that you wanna add a little bit more flavor to, consider using lime. And this is one of the easier, or or lemon. This is one of the easier of the um, devices to squeeze it. And And then also toss on a little bit, well, let me toss this in first, a little bit of um, cilantro to give this color. And last night, because I wanted to add even more color, I added just a few pieces of tomato from the pico de gallo scattered on it. Fresh flavor a little bit of extra lime. And you can see it adds a nice color to it. All right, so what I have here is pico de gallo, shredded red cabbage, could do shredded white cabbage, but the red gives you so much more nourishment. I have what I call broken, um, broken olives. I eat olives, love olives, and what I mean by broken is I buy an organic olive, and it's hard to find sliced olives organic, and so I don't want to take the time to slice them, and instead, I simply break it. Just do that, and it breaks the olive, and I actually like the broken olive on the taco because it's not a roly-poly olive and yet I haven't had to take the time to slice the entire can of them. And then we have sliced uh, spring onion. And then let me show you a fast way to do your avocado. Now I can add to this avocado, um, garlic powder. I use granulated garlic, granulated onion, but instead, um, and you can, if you want a little bit of a saltiness, you could add some, um, lemon that sort of gives you that salty kind of a flavor or Benson's table tasty. But score the avocado in its shell. and after you put it in the bowl, you can then season it a little bit and squeeze over a little bit of that lime that I was showing you. And then just scoop it out and what you're scooping out is a chopped avocado because you've scored it and you've created a dice there. So now we have, and the avocado will go. Yesterday we had two avocados. I could have easily have done three. All right, And I think that's that. So if we made this, we would put a scoop in each taco and you don't use a lot because the filling is a good base, but the rest of it, well, we'd start with, well, let's put some cabbage in first
0: and a little bit of olive. You know how I cut my olives is I use an old egg slicer. Do you? Yeah, and it cut them really fast and perfect. Oh my goodness, I hadn't thought about that.
1: And we've got, a little bit of tomato, pico de gallo, some cilantro, and a touch of the avocado. And then I thin sliced some jalapeno peppers and one poblano pepper. And take a look. See what a pretty taco that is? And you could fill it with more lettuce, more vegetables. And on the plate, you have this wonderful rice. And then, when all is finished, and I wanted to also mention the California balsamic lazing habanero balsamic dressing, or balsamic vinegar, I sprinkled some of this on mine last night and it was delicious. And Chef AJ is going to with Thomas Allen, who um, produces the balsamics, she's going to be doing a um, converse, having a conversation with lifestyle medicines, Dr. Deisinger and Thomas, about the value of having using the vinegars that are salt, oil, and sugar free to add flavor to whole food plant-based diets. And you may want to consider joining. I um, I believe if you go to Facebook forward or facebook.com forward slash lifestyle medical um, group, the event is right there on their Facebook page a couple of raspberries, a little bit of mint, and you have dessert. All right. Does anyone have any questions?
0: Uh, Yeah, I saw one. Um, Hope said, do you have to soak, if you soak the jicama, does it get softer? And Melissa says, where do you find your tortillas? Um, We have, okay, about the jicama, it doesn't get softer, it just gets
1: more moist. It, it, um, Pekama, if it's old and dehydrated, can be rather fibrous. And yet, it is one of the foods that Joel Furman recommends as a resistant starch. It's a great, healthy starch. Um, and, um, so by soaking it, you add a little bit more moisture to it so that you get a nice crunch and it's, it's, Almost, it almost increases the sweetness in, a, in an odd way. When it's fibrous, it's, um, it's, it's not as pleasant to eat. And about the tortilla, the Mi Rancho I've seen at Ralph's, and I get it at one of our nearby um, healthy living stores. It's called Clark's here in Southern California. But it's, I would imagine you'd find it at Sprouts, at Whole Foods, um, I don't know if you can find it online. I haven't tried. But if you, ha- if you can, consider their thin, uh, thin edibles because in my air fryer, we, my Breville smart oven air fryer, I make my tortilla chips. We even make our own tortilla chips. And we use these thin edibles. And it gives us a very crispy, thin um, taco uh, chip cutting this into six um, quadrants. And I can do five of them at once in six quadrants each and in six minutes in the oven at 375. And it's just
0: delicious. Nice. Have you ever bought the jicama tortillas at Trader Joe's?
1: Yes. And I couldn't figure out what to do with them.
0: Well, now I'm, you know you can
1: make little tacos. Well, I, I yeah, I didn't, I didn't just didn't and I didn't buy them again because I they they didn't impress me and I knew it was because I'm just not thinking well enough about what to do with them oh and then this this vegan sour cream on this is so cooling and so delicious that it it gives you everything you would want in a taco the flavorful meat as well as the combination of vegetables and the the Latin flavor, and then your cool and delicious
0: chocolate pudding.
1: Um, anything else?
0: No, it just looks like a veritable Mexican fiesta. It is, it is.
1: I'll, I'll finish what I began to say about turning 70. It was in July of 2020 that I looked ahead and said, in January, first part of January, I'm gonna be 70. I'm healthier than I've been ever, um, because I went through my adult years uh, with an eating disorder. And I finally uh, got that uh, taken care of. I, I overcame that. It's been almost three years. It's been more than three years now. And I thought I'm healthier than ever on my whole food plant-based diet. and. I am going into 70 and feel like I'm soaring. And I thought, you know, there's a story here. So I decided I should write a book about that because I had also been for three years with Dr. Dysinger, who is a founding member of the College of Lifestyle Medicine at uh, our Lifestyle Medical um, General Practice. And I thought, there's a book here. So I wrote it, Aging Powerfully, and it's a um, Amazon bestseller. And there's my story in it, so it's been, uh, there's a bit memoir of my memoir, uh, but also the most important part of it is ten lifestyle tenets, including the pillars of lifestyle medicine, all outlined in the uh, the um, the anagram um, powerfully P O W E R F U L L Y, and um, It's a very helpful uh, reminder that we are completely in control of our own health based on the way we live our lives, which includes whole food, plant-based eating and paying attention to people like Chef AJ because I don't know of anybody else who has put more energy into not only learning and living it, but also teaching it to us. And now with How many interviews
0: have you done, Chef AJ? Let me tell you, I can tell you, you are number 521. (laughs) Nobody, absolutely nobody has undertaken
1: anything like what she has done that began on what, March
0: 20th? March 20th, uh, 2020.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've learned so much and I've been so inspired and um, you've made an enormous difference. And so anyone that needs to know how to do it, take her courses, can watch her videos, can listen to her daily and the people she interviews and learn an a enormous amount. And I
0: thank you that you're here today and paying attention to what I have to say. Well, thank you and people are just blown away. They say you do not look 70 and you can see that she doesn't. This is a wonderful book. I've been posting the link in the chat and in the show notes and that's where most of the recipes where people have to understand that YouTube limits us to 5,000 characters. So I put in as many recipes as I could fit. The rest I'll have to hop on over to your website to get.
1: Okay, all right. Thank you all for being with us today. Have a great day, because I know I'm
0: going to. Well, yeah, with all that food, how could you not? I mean, that looks absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for the wonderful presentation, Nan. You're welcome, and thank you. Oh, Bye-bye. my pleasure. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow when we have a double feature. At 11 a.m., we have Dr. Jeffrey Pierce from Plant-Based Telehealth. He works with Dr. Lori Marvis, who's been on the show. It's been my first time meeting him. And at 2 p.m., another wonderful cooking demo from my friends at Local Spicery that have some of the best SOS-free spices. Nan, if you haven't tried the pepperoni spice, you've got to try that one. It's so good.
1: Oh, I will. And when I was at, I spent 10 days at True North. I walked down to, because aren't
0: they just down the block from True oh, North? Oh, I think you're thinking of a different, there's there's a savory spice up there. Local spice I'm... is actually in Tiburon. Oh, okay.
1: Then no, I don't know them. So I'll have to try that. Thank you. Yeah.
0: And any anybody orders, she'll give two free small samples. They have really, really wonderful spices. So thanks again. And I know you're going to enjoy your lunch, and so will your husband.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Okay. Take Bye. care, guys. And check out Aging Powerfully. Bye-bye.